It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's hump day. It's Wednesday. Thank you so much for tuning in to Locked on Cougars. My name is Jay Catch. I'm your host here on the podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to download the podcast as always. If you're new to the show, welcome on in. The show is your daily BYU podcast to keep you updated on everything you need to know when it comes to BYU athletics, in particular BYU football with the football season ongoing. The Cougars continuing to prepare to take on McNeese State this Saturday afternoon. Four o'clock kick. Should be fantastic weather. I know it's an FCS team, but this is a McNeese State team that is not your average FCS team. This is not a Savannah State or a Wagner or even an Idaho State of the past. FCS opponents that BYU has met and absolutely pummeled. McNeese State has won a lot at their level. They should be a pretty stout opponent and I think it should be a good game. I be, I still expect BYU to pull away and win comfortably. I'm not saying they should be on upset alert of any way, shape, or form, but this should be a good game. So I would encourage you guys, get your tickets, head on over to BYUtickets.com or call into the box office and get some tickets. Go out and enjoy it. This should be a great game to take your family to. Game, watch it. If you, if you only want to go for a half, you can go watch a half. BYU should take the lead, and then you off you go to enjoy the rest of your Saturday evening. It's a 4 o'clock kick. BYU TV, TV is broadcasting the game. It'll also be available on ESPN3 and the ESPN Plus app if you want to stream it that way. Should be a fun afternoon, but as they continue to get ready for this, yesterday Ed Lamb spoke to the media. Of course, he is the assistant head coach of BYU. Uh, He's Kalani Satake's right-hand man. You can tell that Kalani... Well, let's put it this way. Ed Lamb has the ear of Kalani Satake, and I think that it's paid off in many ways. Coach Lamb is a straight shooter. I've always appreciated this about him. You ask him a question, he's going to give you a good, detailed response. He likes to be in-depth. He likes to be thorough. He likes to explain things. Uh, Patrick Kinahan, who I work with at the Zone Sports Network, I produce his show in the mornings on 97.5 FM and 1280 AM. Hopefully you guys, t- Hopefully you guys will tune in. He talked to Ed Lamb as part of the general media session yesterday. He talked to Ed Lamb about... Well, he asked him the question, What? when did this offensive transformation in particular take place? And he also continued on to ask him about the impact of the new BYU offensive coaching staff. So here's the exchange between Patrick Kinahan and Ed Lamb from yesterday. How much of this early season success for you guys really started in January? Um, yeah, I would say not not just January, but uh, you know when, when Coach Satake showed up after, at the first meeting. I've, I've talked about it many times, but after the Hawaii game, he showed up at the first meeting and set the table for number one. Uh, you know, what, whatever words coaches say sometimes can be kind of lost. Maybe it's just the overall emphasis that sticks with the players. But the impression of that day was that he was different, that he was changed, and that he was going to operate in a different way. And I think that our, our players just took that to heart and and. You know, used his example as a way to go about the offseason themselves. So we know that about the players. How about the coaches? Half of them are new. Is there a, a fundamental change in the coaches this year as opposed to last year? Um, yeah, it's you know, the, the change, I would just say the change, 
to answer that question about changes, kind of have to reflect on the previous staff, and I just don't want to do that right now. But um, I can tell you that what I what I think our offensive staff has brought is is just an impeccable level of attention to detail and accountability, and uh, they really hold themselves to that same level. And um, and I think you know so they lead by example. And they're they're just absolutely tireless workers. And I think it I think it shows up in in the way that they do things. There you go, Ed Lamb speaking with Patrick Kinahan yesterday. I thought that comment was very telling. He doesn't want to speak ill of the former coaching staff, and I I understand that. There's a code that coaches live by. It's it's well, I think it's normal in the business field as well as any other field or any other facet of your life. You don't want to speak ill of people because you don't want to burn bridges and you don't in case something comes up down the road that you need help from that person. I get why he didn't want to speak ill of them, but his comment was very telling. The level of accountability and what he what this offensive coaching staff expects from their players, there's no asking them to do something that, that they're not already living. There's a standard that Jeff Grimes and company are, are living, and it's easy for them to ask for these players to play at that level. I think that's why we're seeing an improved offense through three weeks for BYU. Patrick Hinahan noted in a column he put up on 1280thezone.com, I believe it's also on ksl.com, he mentioned the fact that BYU a year ago against Power 5 opponents in four games scored 29 points. BYU through three games this year against Power 5 opponents, 63 points. That's not a coincidence. Not at all. And you you can argue with me if you want. Hit me up on Twitter at Jacob C. Hatch or at the show Twitter feed at Locked on, B, Locked on Cougars. Locked on BYU is the old name. Locked on Cougars is the new name for the BYU Twitter feed for the show. But let me know if you, you disagree with that. I don't think many people will. All right. Also, um, a lot of you have asked questions in the past in mailbags about the defensive line in terms of guys who are on the team, off the team, etc. Wayne Kirby has been a very popular topic. Is he back with the team? When can BYU fans expect to see him play? Yesterday, Elisa Tuiaki was speaking to the media. I had a chance to ask him a few questions, and we st- we started off talking about the play of Kyrus Tonga, who, without a doubt, is BYU's most talented defensive lineman, in my opinion. He's got NFL potential written all over him. His issue is going to be staying in shape with his weight, etc., and also just his motivation factor. There are times it seems like he goes through the motions almost. If he is supremely motivated, there's no reason he can't dominate. So we started out talking about the play of Kyrus Tonga, especially against Wisconsin. Then we transitioned and talked a little bit about some of the other defensive linemen on this team, guys like Bracken L. Bakri, and then also asked for an update on Wayne Kirby. So here's myself with BYU defensive coordinator Elisa Tuiaki yesterday. That guy's always going to get double teamed. I mean, almost 100% of the time with uh, the way the way block uh, teams block a nose now. And so especially with a nose that's explosive like he is. And, yeah, I mean, he's going he's gonna to pull a lot of attention. How similar was that scheme to what you did against LSU a year ago? Somebody just put three and four defensive tackles out there against the Tigers last year. It, it wasn't uh, it wasn't similar at all. As a matter of fact, it's, okay. a lot of the coverages were similar, but uh, 
the game plan was 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 more like what we did when Kalani was was uh, the coordinator at Utah when we played Stanford. You know, matching personnel, getting bigger guys out there when we put when they put bigger guys out there. That's really what it was. Bracken, last their last offensive play, he blasts that right tackle and sends him onto his butt. Does that just kind of show the conditioning level these guys have got? So yeah, far? yeah. You know, his explosiveness as well as just um, his toughness and everything. I mean, Bracken Bracken's been great for us. Where do you feel? So you're playing all these defensive linemen. Kalani said everybody over 280 was essentially in the game plan. <laughs> How tough is it to prepare that many guys to play? It, it is hard. It's, it's hard, but, uh, you know, we've got to put a little extra time in to as far as just making sure that everybody feels comfortable with the scheme and that everybody's playing it correctly. I mean, there's, there's so much that goes into it really in the way that you react, you know, as a player. And if you're not reacting fast enough, you get crushed. You get crushed. And if you're not playing with good technique, you get crushed. And so to feel confident about all of them playing with good technique as well as having good reaction to the plays that they're seeing was huge for us. And um, we spent a lot of time just kind of repping over and over and over just the type of stuff that we were going to see. And, and the kids did a really good job at, at uh, you know, prepping for that and being ready and trusting what they saw in the game. You guys, so Kianasali Apagam was over to the offensive line, but you guys brought Austin Chambers over to the D-line. He got action against Wisconsin. How did you feel he did just in this transition? I, w- I was really happy with how he played. Um, you know, I, it, it wasn't until uh, I watched the film that yeah. really get to see exactly how he played, and he was he was good. He was stout. Um, I think he had two assisted tackles and kept his feet and wasn't being getting moved. And a lot of times against these type of teams, that's what it is. You know, don't get moved, hold your ground. Um, and he did a good job doing that. Is Wayne still working his way back on Wayne Kirby? Is he still kind of just working his way back? After? Yeah, yeah. You know, he's he's uh, going going through some stuff where he ended up missing all fall camp, and you know, by the time you show up now, with, with how far everybody is, he he knows he's got a long way to go. Um, but th- uh, there's no doubt that he's he's got ability, you know. But um, he's got to earn his way back. I think it's it's the I think if I just gave, let him come right away, it wouldn't be fair to the boys in the room. But also, I think that we'd alienate him a little bit, where the guys would kind of look at him and and uh, wouldn't, wouldn't like him. I think that he needs to work his way back in for him and, and just the, the, the camaraderie in the group as well as just um, you know him coming back the hard way. I think he's going to be good for him and his character. There you go, Elisa Tuiaki. I like what he has to say about Wayne Tay Kirby. He needs to earn his way back onto this team. We don't know all the particulars on why he missed fall camp, but as you heard Coach Tuiaki say right there, he needs to earn his way back. He needs to essentially earn the trust of his teammates. Because like he said, if I were just to toss him back into the mix, because as he says... Wayne Kirby is a high-level potential guy. He could, in my opinion, he easily could be on Kairos Tonga's level. That's just my personal opinion. He's got the skill skill level and the talent to do that. But if he were just the coaches say, well, yeah, he missed all fall camp, but he's just that good. We're just going to toss him right back into the mix. Well, you're telling guys like an Austin Chambers, who we just spoke about, Bracken Bakri, a Zach Daw, these guys who have ground and ground and ground to get to where they are, to be earning playing time for the Cougars, it tells them, yeah, it doesn't matter what you do. If you, if you if we if the coaching staff believes you're more talented, you can do whatever you want, and you're just automatically back in the rotation. I like the approach that this coaching staff is taking. Nothing is given. Everything, literally everything is earned. And that goes for the offensive and defensive side of the ball. And I really appreciated hearing that from Elisa Tuiaki. Hopefully you guys felt the same. Feel free to hit me up. Let me know what you think. Uh, 
I love when I get to interact with you guys on Twitter. Please go to our new Facebook page, Locked on Cougars. Search it out there. There's going to be a group community that we're building up here as well. Have a chance for you guys to contribute to the show that way. Got a lot of things coming for this podcast. It's a very exciting time for this podcast. We're still relatively young, but the the outreach, what you guys have done, the response to this podcast has been absolutely phenomenal. You've surprised our bosses that run the Locked On Sports Network with just the initial response to the podcast and the continued support. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for that support. It means a lot to me that you guys would take the time to download the podcast, to listen in, and to interact with me. Um, If you have questions, always feel free to reach out to me. Email for the show is LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. As I mentioned previously, the Twitter at Jacob C. Hatch. Also, the show Twitter feed at Locked On Cougars. And of course, like I just mentioned, on Facebook, search out Locked On Cougars. Join the community there. We'll be building stuff. I'm hoping to get a listener call-in line at some point. The U.S. action just sound off. Similar to what we do on the Zone Sports Network with the open mic feature on our app for the Zone. It'll be a similar setup. When we have that built, I'll let you know, and you can start using that as well. All right, we'll take a break here. We're going to come back. We're going to talk with linebacker Isaiah Kafusi, who over the last two weeks has really upped his profile with BYU fans. I thought he had a fantastic game against Wisconsin. Of course, had a nice interception against Cal as well. So we're going to talk to him next. I had a chance to speak with him one-on-one during BYU media availability. Also get some thoughts from his position coach, which is Ed Lamb, as well on his play. So that's all coming up. But real quick, fantasy football is underway, and we have two fantasy football shows to help you out here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Fantasy Football 24-7 gives you all the latest news, waiver suggestions, and injury news you need. And then the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast has now become the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast with experts. They have amazing guests every day. Monday includes Tom Kessenick, Tuesdays with Eric Edholm, and then Wednesdays Jeff Ratliff and Tyler Lochner stop by. Check out that podcast and also the Locked On 24-7 podcast for all your fantasy football needs. All right, Isaiah Kafusi coming up next. This is Locked On Cougars. Guys, I have a lot of people asking me for advice, especially when it comes to sports betting because I'm so engrossed in the sports industry, asking me what teams to bet on each week. I'll be honest with you, I don't know who's going to win most of these games, but if you think you know, check out my guys at my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I want you guys to go to my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, they've got great reviews online, and their mobile site, best of all, is easy to use. They've got live in-game betting, over-unders on fantasy points, scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business, so they want to take care of you. My bookie is currently slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they're going to give you an additional $25 of free play money on deposits over $100. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code ONCOLLEGE to activate this offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O O-O-K-I-E, and don't forget to use the promo code ONCOLLEGE when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. If you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m., you'll get that extra $25 in free play by using the promo code ONCOLLEGE25. It's up to you guys, but I'd wait until after dinner and take that extra money. You play, you win, you get paid. That's my bookie. 
Guys, I think each and every one of us, whether you're married or single, likes to go out on the town, whether that's to a concert, a movie, or even a sporting event. Well, I want you guys to check out Vivid Seats where you can attend that concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. It is the top source for tickets for all live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or even look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is partnering with the Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On Cougars to give listeners an exclusive promo code of $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use the promo code Locked Locked on for $20 off those orders of $200 or more. Every purchase is, of course, backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater tickets and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app, enter the promo code Locked On for $20 off your order of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live events. Welcome on back. This is Locked on Cougars. My name is Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast. Thank you so much for downloading the podcast. If you're new to the show, hopefully it becomes a regular stop for you to get all your BYU-related news. In the first segment, we talked a lot about accountability, the standards that the coaching staff has put in place. Well, one player who is starting to emerge, in my opinion, for this BYU defense is sophomore linebacker Isaiah Kafusi. I think he's a guy that is going to be a heavy rotation player throughout the rest of the rest of the season. And it's a good thing because BYU's linebacking core is very senior-laden. It might be the hardest hit in terms of what happens at the end of this season with graduations. Sione Takitaki is a senior. Zane Anderson is a senior. Butch Pau'u is a senior. Riggs Powell. Adam Pulsifer. Yeah, everybody you can think of on the linebacking core who contributes on a regular basis essentially is a senior. So it's good to see a kid like Isaiah Kafusi breaking out a little bit here and getting his opportunity to earn time and reps. And he's starting to show well. I thought he played an underrated game against Wisconsin, was very good in his reps on the field. I had a chance to catch up with him yesterday to talk about his play against both Cal when he had the interception, a big interception for the Cougars in that game, and also talk about the Wisconsin game. So here is Isaiah Kafusi with myself yesterday after practice. Here with Isaiah Kafusi. Isaiah, first things first. Pick six, your first extensive action as a Cougar. Well, not pick six, but an interception. Yeah. How was that? Uh, it was awesome. You know, it was a, it was a fun experience. Um, it was something that I had envisioned in my mind. You know, I could almost see it pregame, and um, to you know to actually have the pick six, have the crowd cheering, and you know it was you know on our, on our home turf in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. You know, the first home game. It was a it was an awesome experience and it's an experience really that you you know you hope for as an athlete you know as a competitor you just want to make a play in front of the home crowd your family you know your friends so it was it was awesome it was thrilling I know a lot of guys in the NFL when they do something like that their first their career first they hold on to that ball do you hold on to it no I just I dropped it and I ran straight to the <laughs> sideline because I got, I got tackled on the cow sideline yeah. so I dropped the ball and ran straight to the sideline okay so you don't, you don't know where that ball is at? No, 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 no. It was a cow ball, yeah, so, so I didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't want to. It's probably back in Berkeley. It's with them. Yeah, yeah, it's with them. Hopefully, you know, it'll remind them of what what happened. Fair enough. Let's talk about Wisconsin. Um, Butch, of course, misses this game. You you played quite a bit in this game, yeah, with Sione, yeah. and then also was it Zane? The kind of the main three guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, talk about 
seen that much action against a team like that. Yeah, that was awesome too. That was a fun experience, and especially to, you know to, to pull out the win was to be able to play in that game and contribute and, and win is you know that's an experience that I'll be able to tell my grandkids about. You know. And, and their grandkids will hear it, you know, hopefully. But, um, yeah, it was fun. You know, I'm just glad that I was able to go in and, and play and contribute, you know, help the team out. We talked to a, a lot of guys last week, especially on the offensive side, that when we asked them, okay, what about the Cal game? Like, no, we're on, we're on to Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. With a win like this, is it the same mentality, though? Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we, um, you know, we're totally moved on from Wisconsin. It was, it was a good win. We played, we did a lot of good things, but there's a lot to learn from. Um, and so we're totally on McNeese State right now. We're, we're focusing on them. Um, you know, Coach has, has encouraged us and just challenged us to really dial it in, to work harder than we did last week and to play harder this week than we did last week. So uh, we're, all, we're all, you know, moving forward and, and focused on this next week. If you see the same kind of like, extensive action throughout the rest of the year, do you have any, do you have personal goals entering the season, and have those adjusted with the amount of playing time that you've gotten so far? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've had I've had goals, and they've they've changed um, here and there, but for the most part, they've kind of just been um, you know pretty steady, and and I'm, I'm working towards them still. And um, regardless of whether I play or not, you know, I can still foresee myself achieving those goals, and um, you know, really just helping the team out is my my biggest you know priority. So. And whatever I can do, whether that's you know playing or, or not playing or cheering, whatever, you know I'll do it. So, the main three linebackers that started this year are all seniors. You're yeah. you're a young guy. Yeah, I am. I What's am. it been like learning from those from those three, particularly Anderson, Pau, and Sione? Oh, it's awesome. I mean, I've I've loved it. You know, ever since I came in, you know, we've had Fred and yeah. and uh, you know these three guys now, um, Butch, Sione, and Zane, and I mean even Riggs, and you know we have like eight senior linebackers, and there's just there's a ton of them. You know, so just to be able to learn from their experience is probably the, the best thing for me. It's it's improved my game. You know, I can go to any one of those guys and say. Hey, how, how should I do this? How should I do that? And they can give me, you know, feedback and coaching. So it's it's been for me, it's been like the biggest growth is having those guys. Just a sounding board, essentially. Hey, what about this? What about that type of stuff? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's talk for a minute about McNeese State. They're not your typical FCS program that's coming in here. That's you're going to run over. I don't think they've. They're a pretty good yeah, they're, team. They're a good squad. Um, you know, we give them a lot of respect. The coaches said, uh, Coach Lamb and Coach Stocky have said that you know this is a matchup that. You know we can't we can't overlook them because they're uh, they're a good program. They've have great athletes, and uh, you know any of these athletes could really potentially play D1, and, and you know they they have the ability to. So we gotta really focus and dial it in, you know, because this is gonna be you know just another regular game that we're gonna have to go out, play hard, play physical, play fast. Is it different? Because okay, let's be honest. You just played three Power Five teams and been the underdog pretty much in all three of those games. I think perception wise, now you guys are the favorites these guys are the underdogs coming in are you expecting them to see this as a little bit like a super bowl type of mentality uh, I'm, I'm sure that they're probably thinking you know that they just need to play you know very physical they need to play you know as as well as they can and we're thinking the same thing you know we're not really overlooking their talent or anything so it's i mean for us and for them it's probably the same mentality we just got to go out you know have, have our minds right um, be focused be driven play physical play hard uh, last couple of things here. Kalani has mentioned that he felt you guys might have been a little uptight in that Cal game. He said he wants you guys to play a little more loose at home. Yeah. Is, what's he done to help you guys do that? I mean, he's just reiterated, you know, it, the same the same statement to just have fun. Like, we got to have fun. And, I mean, I'm sure you guys saw it last week, you know, at Wisconsin. I mean, I don't think I've had more fun in a game than that one. 
um, to jump around. We were having fun. So I think after seeing what, what you know, Kalani has been preaching and then actually doing it, I think we know when we have fun, we're a pretty dang good football team. Did that jump around, do you think it unnerved Wisconsin a little bit? Um, honestly, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it did. Um, <laughs> Just it to see like another be. team. Yeah. Like. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if they, they were. All right, last thing here. You're, you're a local product, uh-huh. Brighton High School, correct? Yeah, yeah. So I've been asking a lot of guys that are here local, where's your favorite place to eat? Favorite place to eat that's local? Yeah. Or it can be a chain, I guess, too. If, if you, oh, you, man. I don't know if I opened the, up in that Brighton yeah, area. If there's I, anything. I've, uh, you know, we used to, growing up, we used to go to Cheesecake Factory, okay. so I think that's a... That's a big one. Or, or Cafe Rio is probably my favorite, actually. Cafe Rio. You can't go wrong with, with you know, some Cafe Rio burrito, pork, you know, the sweet pork. and Really, I, I get whatever I want there because that's, like, the only place that I have variety. You know, I do the pork or the salad or the tacos. Okay. So, so Cafe Rio or Cheesecake yeah, Factory. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. man. Thanks so much, Isaiah. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. There you go. BYU linebacker Isaiah Kafusi. Thank him for taking the time to join me. Cafe Rio or Cheesecake Factory. He is a chain guy. And I get I get the whole thing with Cafe Rio. It's an absolutely uh, extremely popular joint here in Utah. I won't lie, it is not my favorite place in the world. I prefer more of traditional Mexican fare. Um, and I, okay, spare me the Cafe Rio is traditional Mexican. I, I get that. It's it's just not it's not my cup of tea. Let's put it that way. That's probably the easiest way to say it. It's just not my cup of tea. But I am with him. Cheesecake Factory is pretty delightful. I do like that joint. But he's a chain guy. He didn't really necessarily have a, a hometown place out in the area where he grew up around Brighton High School that he could think of. As always, I always welcome your guys' food recommendations. Feel free to send me questions as well you want to hear from these players. I love off-topic things. I think it loosens these guys up. They're asked so often about football, both in their daily lives, when we're, we as the media are speaking to them, and also especially the fact that they're playing football they're in meetings all day talking with coaches watching film so it's nice to break them out of that shell a little bit and get their thoughts on something different so feel free to let me know what questions you want asked and also what players you'd like to hear from i try and pick out guys who may be a little bit um off the radar and let you guys get to know these players I think you hear a lot if you listen to the interviews that we put on websites, especially go to 1280thezone.com where I post most of the stuff I get from BYU in terms of audio that I don't put on this show. You can hear those, but it's a lot of the popular players. It's the top 10 to 12 guys seem to be in a rotation. I want to dig a little bit deeper. There are 100 and whatever guys on this BYU roster, so my goal is to let you guys meet some of these guys who are starting to stand out. Hopefully, I'm on tomorrow's show. Hopefully, going to catch up with BYU receiver Dax Milne, walk-on who earned playing time against the number six team in the country in Wisconsin a week ago. Hoping to catch up with him. If not, maybe speak with new offensive line stud Keanu Saliapaga. We'll see how it shakes out with tomorrow's show but we'll take a time out here we'll come back need to get you guys some of the updates on what's going on with quick hits with other teams going on in Provo the other BYU sports programs also have a couple of NFL updates I overlooked yesterday in my former Cougars and the Pros segment that we need to update you on so that's all coming up next on Locked On Cougars but real quick before we go the Locked On Podcast Network is expanding with college shows you know this because you are listening to one of them we are 
the Locked On Cougars podcast covering BYU. They've recently added shows like Locked On Wolverines, Locked On Buckeyes, Locked On Seminoles, and Locked On Aggies for Texas A&M. They've already locked on the Ducks, Nittany Lions, Bears, Crimson Tide, Wildcats, Razorbacks, Volunteers, and of course, like we just mentioned, the BYU Cougars. Find your favorite college shows on the Locked On Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. All right, quick hits coming up next. This is Locked On Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Guys, I want to talk to you about FanDuel here for a moment. Of course, FanDuel, the daily leader in fantasy sports. Their 2018 campaign is to make more ways for fans to win than ever before. It's coming to life through new product features and game styles, and I want to speak to you about a couple of those today. I want to talk to you about the new friends feature. FanDuel is more fun when you play with your friends, but in the past, they haven't made it that easy to do so. This season, they've completely reworked the friends capabilities to include easier ways to invite people to play, a more accessible a more accessible way to start a head-to-head matchup and better product integration so you can track how you're doing. They also have in- included gridiron pick'em games. Users choose winning teams for all of the Sunday games. There's no spread. You pick a winner. That's it. $10,000 to be split amongst all the top pickers each week. Check that out. Easy way to win money if you can pick games. Just pick winners. I want you guys to come play with me on FanDuel. It's a fantastic place to be. Go to FanDuel.com and use the promo code Locked On. That's FanDuel com slash locked on plus new users will get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit on FanDuel come play with me at FanDuel.com slash locked on Welcome back to Locked on Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast, your BYU insider. Happy to be part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Thank you so much for downloading the podcast. I know I say it all the time every time I intro this show, but it really does mean a lot, the support you guys have given this show so far. And looking forward to bringing you guys many more shows and let you know what's going on with BYU. All right, as we do quite often here on the show in the final segment, we call it Quick Hits. Get to some of the news we haven't touched on in previous shows or earlier on in this show. We'll start off in the NFL. We spoke about the former Cougars and the pros yesterday. I felt to note two things here that I wanted to update you on. Former BYU safety Kainakua, he was signed to the Baltimore Ravens practice squad last week, rejoining the Ravens after he was cut on squad cutdown day in late August. So congratulations to Kai. Hopefully he gets a call up at some point this season and proves he can stick around. Great player. Had that pick six in their preseason finale. Hopefully he does good things. On on some bummer news is DeAndre Wesley, the former BYU offensive lineman who 
formerly was with the Ravens. He has been waived by the Buffalo Bills, had his contract terminated, so he is currently a free agent. So best of luck to DeAndre as he looks for his next opportunity when it comes to where he's going to play next in the league. He comes back to Provo a lot, and DeAndre has been a good proponent of the BYU football program, so here's hoping he gets an opportunity somewhere else. All right, another BYU team news. The other teams going, playing their seasons right now in Provo. The BYU women's soccer team, I failed to mention this yesterday, they allowed three straight second-half goals in a 3-1 loss against Long Beach State Monday night. Snapped a three-game uh, winning streak for uh for Jennifer Rockwood's team. Uh, she said, quote, this is from BYUCougars.com, quote, it was a disappointing game for us. We have a lot to work on. We've been pretty dangerous all year, but we've settled for just passing the ball around in the first half, and it caught up to us. Well, that's the name of the game, score goals. So hopefully BYU can figure that out, get it get their scoring ways back in action. They have their UCCU Crosstown Clash showdown with Utah Valley University this Friday. That's at 7 p.m. You can catch the game on BYU Radio. I believe uh, Greg Rubel should be on the call for that game. So best of luck to the women's soccer team later this week. Uh, The women's cross-country team uh, saw an uptick in attention paid to them over the weekend. Erica Burt Burke Jarvis, a junior runner, was named as the WCC Women's Runner of the Week for September 17th. She won the Women's 5K at the BYU Autumn Classic this past Saturday in Logan, Utah, helping lead the Cougars to a first-place finish in a sweep of the competition in that match. She finished with a career-best time of 17 minutes. She finished 15 seconds ahead of second place. So hats off to you, uh, Erica Burke Jarvis. Big showing there. Her showing as well as the team, like I said, sweeping this. They had a perfect score. They moved up to number 11 in the country. The men's cross-country team doesn't have much room to improve. They're ranked number two in the country after getting a perfect score at the Autumn Classic as well. Cross-country programs, big-time tradition of success and excellence at BYU, and it's no different this year, it appears. Uh, Last thing for you here is the BYU women's volleyball team, of course, ranked number one in the country. They're starting WCC play at home later this week. But senior SETI Lindy Haddock-Epich was named the West Coast Conference Player of the Week for last week. She propelled the women's volleyball team to wins over rival Utah and Weber State to conclude their non-conference play last week. Two sweeps, number 24 Utah. They beat a top-ranked team. Let's let's put it this way. I don't see the BYU women's volleyball team losing this number one ranking anytime soon. They should be able to run the WCC conference play. San Diego most likely their top competition there. But I would be shocked if BYU drops maybe more than one match in conference play. They should go into the NCAA tournament later this year as a heavy favorite for that national title crown. So hopefully all goes well for the women's volleyball team. Keep that number one ranking intact and hopefully they can put together a season for the ages. We'll see how it shakes out. All right, that's the show for today, September 19th, 2018. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the show today. Feel free to reach out. Let me know what you think. 
LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is our email address. If you want to send an old school email, you can hit us up on social media at LockedOnCougars on Twitter, LockedOnCougars on Facebook, or my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. We'll have a listener mailbag segment later this week. Didn't have many questions last week, so we're going to get started early this week. If you have those questions about teams in Provo or just pretty much anything at all, feel free to send them in to me and we'll work them into the show. Until tomorrow, hopefully you guys are having a great Wednesday. This has been Locked On Cougars for September 19th, 2018. Listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.